have had a serious case of FOMO in my life, okay? A serious case of the fear of missing out to the point that this basically dictated every decision I made because I don't know if you've ever struggled with FOMO, but this is the fear of missing out. So I had to be everywhere at all times and do all the things. Now FOMO can be a good thing and it can also be a very horrible, terrible thing, okay? For instance, bad FOMO. I had some pretty sketchy friends in high school, I would say, okay, morally very questionable, okay? Probably do not trust their decisions. But this was a bad FOMO, and it didn't matter because I just wanted to be around them all the time, right? What if something incredible happened and I would be there to witness it? I did not want to miss it. And the most incredible thing that happened was we had a lot of in-school suspensions because of them, okay? Now there's also a good FOMO, all right? Like FOMO of being here. Like you don't wanna miss 4640, you have to be here. Okay, there's also bad FOMO like school dances. I loathe school dances, okay? Loathe them, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. But they are the worst. And if you like them, I'm real happy for you, okay? Because my FOMO, I went. And I do agree they were terrible every time that I went. And I went to every high school dance because I had to know what they were gonna wear to prom. I had to know what was happening. I just had to be around all of it. My good FOMO, I had to be at 4640 every single week growing up. I could not miss a service because what if I missed something incredible like Joe being lit on fire again, right? What if I missed who was dating this week? What if I missed my potential husband walking into this very room? I had to be there. He, in fact, did not ever come to this youth group, but... FOMO can make us do some crazy things, okay? It can give us some really good times and some very horrible times. But part of coming to what was back in the day called Vertigo was our youth group here. I always knew that I wanted to sign up for the camps. Classic, okay? These were the coolest camps you could ever go to in your entire existence, and they were called Amped. And you best believe I was gonna be going to them, okay? And if you have ever had FOMO, then you too should probably, definitely, without question, also sign up for camp, okay? Now this camp was my most favorite three days of the entire year, okay? It was like the best time to hang out with all of your friends, to get to know God, to grow more, to just get to hang out with people that are really cool, and to get to experience God in a different way, right? You came out after those three days completely changed than how you went into them. And so I have been to every single camp here at Fellowship Church since the sixth grade. And I loved them. And I loved them for years until I dreaded them. Because I did have a couple BFFs that would come to camp with me until they like grew up and thought that camp's lame, which they're lame. I'm not even friends with them anymore. And I would still be like, man, I don't want to sign up for camp anymore. Because immediately what was brought around this idea of signing up for camp was just dread, okay? I did not want to do it. I didn't want to face it alone. I would have absolutely nobody to go to camp with. I was not about to face people. But you guessed it, I have FOMO. So I would sign up and I would go anyway. And God knew that I would need to go. See, Proverbs 18, 24 says, there are friends who destroy each other, 
but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Now, these friends that I had, we're not good people, okay? Morally, like we said, very questionable. And I could not trust them at the time. And so when camp would come, and we would have this idea of you have to sign up for it, I would play like these makeup scenarios in my head. And I would play like, who would I sit by on the bus? And at the time, we used to go to Denver, so it was four hours of sitting by somebody on the bus. And it was like, well, what if they, what if I don't have anybody to sit with? And what if they look around and they see me sitting all alone? What are they gonna say about me? Are they gonna think I'm lame? Are they gonna think I'm smelly? Like, what are they gonna think about me? And then I would have scenarios going in my head of like, who would I sit by during lunch? Who would I sit by during um, free time? What would I do during free time? Who would I be around? And so this verse says there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. And God knew that I needed real friends. And God knew that I was stuck in this cycle with the friend group I had back home that was just tearing me apart. And the truth is that most of those people that I was friends with, I'm not gonna lie, half of them are in jail. And the other half have had most, I went to R5, okay? It's not a very good friend group already, all right? The school alone. But they did not make good moral decisions. And God knew that I needed friends, but I was stuck in this idea of trying to go to camp alone and what would happen if I did. See, I needed real friends. I needed friends who would push me, not to jail, but push me to Jesus. I needed friends who would lift me up and encourage me and build me, and I didn't have that. See, Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. We need sharpened. We need friends around us who make room for Jesus. We need friends around us who push us to get to know Jesus better, who are real with us. We need good friends. And we need to know that it will be okay to go by ourselves. We need to know that we can go alone and we need to know that God will provide the friendships that we need, especially at camp. We need to know that we are not alone and that there are friends out there who are not in jail. And every single year, I would find these friends at camps. And every single year, I would become best friends with somebody in my room. And and all the fears of, man, I'm going in a room with eight other girls that I don't know, all those fears would be gone. Because when I got to camp, God heard my cries for wanting these real friendships. And God knew that I was scared and God knew that I felt alone. And he said, no, you're not. And he brought around some of the best friends that I have still to this day. I still have those best friends from camp, right? I met Pastor Madeline at camp. She was actually one of my bridesmaids, which fun fact. I met Pastor Sean's wife at a camp which she was also one of my bridesmaids in my wedding. So these women, these, they stuck by me. They were real friends and that's what God gave me. And that happened at camp. I finally met friends that pushed me to know Jesus better, that pushed me to worship harder, that pushed me to do better. And they were real, genuine friends. I made friends that I could make lasting relationships with. I met friends I can make lasting memories with. Memories that I think about often, like at the time, this one's kind of embarrassing, but we were laughing so hard in our room up at Amped and I ended up peeing my pants and threw my pants onto the bed and then the maids had to come and clean the bed. 
I still think about that, right? That happened at camp. And yeah, that was embarrassing, but you know what? It was a good memory. Pretty terrible, but it was a good memory to be able to share with you today, okay? And I just remember spending time with them, talking for hours and hours throughout the night. I know that sounds daunting to you men, I get that. But that's what I needed, right? I needed women who could be real with me and friends that could do that. And that's what I got at camp, right? I finally found a group of girls at camp that could push me to step out of my comfort zone, that I felt comfortable participating because I knew that I had a whole team of girls behind me cheering me on. I remember we would all be down front at these intense altar calls, all getting breakthrough and all getting healing. That's something so special that you can only get at camp. And I remember having so much fun that there was no way I wanted it to stop. I wanted to be here forever. All that fear of signing up alone, gone. And then I remember the coolest part was a couple years into going to camps, I was finally at an age that I could be a room leader. And some of those friends that I made at camp, we would get to room lead together and we would see the same thing. Girls come in who are by themselves, right? People that had no friends and we got to watch them leave with lasting relationships. I remember the amount of joy that I felt in those three days, that nothing ever mattered after that, that there was no fear in going alone. I was also able to look back and see, yes, the enemy tried to stop me from going to camp years after year after year. Right? The enemy does not want you to go to camp. He wants you to feel scared and alone and that you have nobody because he knows if you get to camp, you're gonna build those relationships. He knows that what happens in those three days is terrifying to him because if you find a friend that can pray with you, whoo, he's terrified. So he will find every excuse not to get you to sign up for camp. And I always wonder, what would have happened if I stayed back, right? What would have happened if I let the fear of going alone consume me? What would have happened if I let my nerves and my anxiety get the best of me? You see, I truly believe that the Lord honors and blesses us when we step out of fear and step out into what we're calling, into what he's calling us to. And maybe he's calling you to camp. And maybe he's asking you to be brave enough to just step out and to go. Because God will protect you. He will give you peace. The Bible says in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we could understand. His peace will guard our, your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. So whether you meet new friends at the low ropes course or you meet new friends playing communist church or you bond over the fact that we are probably totally 100% going to slime Sean this year, right? He's not here, so I'm gonna say that, okay? Whether you bond with each other if you just met on the bus or you just met in your dorms. We want you at camp. And we don't just want you as another body to sign up. We want you at camp. Right? I want you to experience everything that God has for you. I want you to experience lasting friendships. Guys, camp changes everything. It could change your in, in your entire course of your life. Right? My sophomore year of camp changed everything for me. 
When you enter high school, they don't tell you how stressful it is, right? They start pushing you for colleges and how you already have to start getting good grades and where you're going to go to school and what you're going to be and how much money you're going to make. And it's a lot. And I remember my sophomore year of high school, three days away from distractions is when God spoke to me about what he wanted me to do, right? That's when I really felt like God was calling me into ministry and how he was going to do that and what my steps looked like after high school. Camp changes everything. Right? You not only get to build these lasting relationships, but you get memories that will last you years and years. So my, my camp and like event uh, experience over my lifetime was a little bit different than, than Brittany's. And so I want to talk about mine a little bit as well. Uh, my soft, also my sophomore year in high school, um, I had the opportunity to go to camp. But I had this really uh, dumb idea uh, to, instead of going to camp, which was called AMPS back then, uh, was to not go. That was the idea. Um, and it wasn't a good idea. Uh, be, but what happened was it was the same weekend as our formal girl-ass guy dance at Central High School, okay? It was called Winterfest, okay? And I was scared of girls. Um, and I wouldn't... And so the only chance that I was ever going to go on, on a date with a girl to a dance was if they asked me. Because I wasn't going to ask them. No, okay? Uh... I was not what you would call, or have ever been what you would call, a, a ladies' man or boy, okay? It wasn't, you saw the picture a couple weeks ago, okay? The hair, all that stuff, that didn't scream, we should go to the dance with Joe, okay? But a girl asked me, okay? And, a, and she asked me, and then she said, you want to go to the dance? And I was like, ah! I didn't know what to do with myself, okay? And so, I, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, it's the same week as this amped, and, and I was like, oh, that's, that stinks, but then I started trying to figure out how I could, like, how I could work my, my way out of this, okay? As far as going to the dance and not going to amped, okay? That was what I was trying to figure out. Uh, so what I thought about was, all my life, I've been going to church events. I probably went to three or four vacation Bible schools every single summer, uh, growing up in elementary school. My parents put, took me to all of those vacation Bible schools. They were like, free babysitting? Heck yeah. And they just put me in all these churches' vacation Bible schools every summer. Then I went to these things called Acquire the Fire. We had really lame names for stuff back in the 90s, okay? Uh, this was this huge event. We all, uh, churches and, and youth from all around the country, uh, or at least the region, would come to Denver. And we would fill the Denver Coliseum with like 30,000 kids. And it would be this big, huge, like Christian conference. And we were like, I love Jesus. How about you? And then the other staff side of the same would be like, I love Jesus. Yes, I do. I love Jesus. And we would just go crazy, okay? And I went to three or four of those. I went to this uh, winter retreats at my old church. And it was like every winter, I'd go to these retreats. And I would be there. And I would do all of the, the conference and the, and the camp and the retreat stuff. I went to this thing called Promise Keepers. It's literally like uh, a men's Christian conference when I was in high school and it was like, yeah, we're men and Christians. And we would just all just be like, yeah, sweet. And I don't know what the point of the conference was, but I, I, but I went to it, okay? Uh, I went to two mission trips to Mexico during spring breaks, like a couple years in uh, end of middle school into high school. And so like during the day we would do our service work to the, the needy in, in this in Juarez, Mexico. But then at night we would do the services and the worship and the, and the messages and the altar calls and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I've been to a lot of this stuff, okay? What's the big deal if I just miss one year? 
the girl, she asked me, okay? That doesn't happen in this world very often, okay? And I started thinking about it, and I was like, how can I spin this? So I was like, you know, it, it kind of feels like sometimes I go to these events, and maybe you felt like this too. I go to this event, and then I feel like, man, I'm close to God, everything's awesome. And then I come home, and it's just like slowly kind of work your way back down, and it feels like you're just right back to where you started. Then you go to another camp or another uh, event or conference or whatever, and you get high again, and then, and then you like come back down like as, as like time goes on after the event. And I was like, you know, I feel like I, uh, this is what I was going to tell JL, and hopefully she, didn't, uh, she believed me. I was like, I just feel like my relationship with Jesus is relying too much on these, these spiritual highs at these events. And I really just want to try and not go to the event so that I can try and like maintain my faith at a high level without relying on these events. And that's what I hoped JL would buy when she asked me why I wasn't going to camp. It didn't work. <laughs> didn't no uh yeah uh, I, I, she came to me and like she has probably many of you and said why aren't you going to camp and I had it I was ready I did the spiel and it was beautiful and she was like that's stupid you should come to amped anyway but FOMO okay I was like this girl asked me I, and I and I kind of liked the girl okay but she didn't know Jesus and so that was another problem with the whole thing uh and, and I really liked it, but I was, I was fear of missing out on this dance. This, what I thought and perceived as this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity it, to go to this dance with this date. And so uh, she approached me, and, and, I, and I didn't end up going to Amp. I went to the dance. Had I known what I know now, that 20 years later, I would still be paying for that, that one, one mistake. I would have never gone to that dance, okay? Every time we have an event, a camp, a conference, anything, this whole, this whole situation comes up and I get, it gets like the guilt just gets laid out thick on me for going to that dance instead of amped. And I don't want that to happen to you. I don't want that in 20 years from now, you'll be like, should have went to camp, should have done it. But see, I foolishly started to believe that those high points were a crutch but they weren't a crutch, they weren't at all. And, it, and it, like I said, it felt, felt like my faith would be here and then I would, and I would go you know, to that event and it'd be way up here, but then it would just come right back down here. And I felt like it was this like zigzag of a lifestyle, but the truth is, that's not what it was. What it was was, yeah, when I was just a kid in elementary school, maybe my faith was down here. And I went to that vacation Bible school, you know, and, 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 and I learned about Jesus and I learned about all he, he did. And, and then, yeah, I sort of went down, but it wasn't like I went down all the way. Then I, then I went to the next vacation Bible school. Then it came down. Then I went to that Acquire the Fire. Yeah, sure, then maybe I came down a little bit. Then I went to that missions trip. Then it came down again. Then I went up to Amped. And, Amped and, and I went to 10 different Amps by the end of the time. Like, so, but, but what happened was 11, huh? Should have, could have been 11. That's right. But in each one of those events, I learned, I learned something. So vacation Bible school, I learned about Jesus and that he wanted to save me. That was my salvation. And I learned about something else really important, veggie tales, okay? If you don't know what veggie tales are, you gotta know, all right? It's incredible. Acquire the fire, I learned, I learned at Acquire the Fire that there are other people that love Jesus too. 
and that I wasn't alone. And then at, at a mission trip, I learned that I need to start thinking outside of myself. I also learned, had the most, one of the most powerful spiritual experiences in my life at, at that mission trip. And then all of the other amps and the promise keepers, and the promise keepers, I learned that, that God was the father that I needed, even when my father wasn't always the father that I needed. And all of these things gave me this trajectory of up. And yeah, I'm not gonna, I wanna be real with you guys. After these events, there are times where you do, you kind of backslide, you drop down. That's just kind of the reality of life. You can't live your life 24-7 up at camp with 200 other kids just worshiping for, for a couple hours a day and learning about Jesus and passionately following him and pursuing him in that moment. That's not a realistic. And there, there is a sort of a drop-off, but it's not a zigzag where you just go right back to where you started. You move forward. And every single moment, an event that I went to changed my life. Who knows what I missed at that amped? I don't know. I wasn't there. But you know what? I I got to go to that dance. You know what? Besides when I'm painfully reminded that I didn't go to AMP, I, I don't ever think about that dance. I don't think about what, what, a, what a wonderful time it was. I don't even remember where we went to eat. I don't remember any of those things. It wasn't this memory that lasted a lifetime kind of a thing, but I missed out on something. But my high points that I looked down on in that moment trying to get out of going to that one so I could go to a dance, when I look back at them now, they're foundational moments and truths in my relationship and walk with Jesus. Guys, go to camp. Don't worry about missing out on something here. Like, if anything, we should have FOMO and fear of missing out on what God can do in your life at camp. The Bible says in Hebrews 10, 25, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people did in, when they were 15, but encourage one another. Encourage one another to go. That's what we're doing tonight. Guys, your faith journey is never, never done. It's never done. God is too big. He's too huge, expansive. The deeper you get with God, the more you realize, I don't know a thing about him. He, he is so big. There is more, no matter where you're at. For me, for Pastor JL, for Pastor Hooper, for everyone in this room, God has more. You might be going, but Joe, I have been to every event that you have offered since I was in elementary school. Every kids camp, every amp, every, every conference, every camp, I've been to it all. There is more. I went, I went last year, and, and, and you're going to the same place. It looks like it's the same event, and, and you know, you're going to the same place, and it's just going to be the same thing. No, 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 no. There is more. Joe, I know all the worship. I know what, I know what it's to expect. I know what's going to happen. You're going to sing those songs, and, and it's going to be good and stuff, but, but I've already experienced that. No, no, no. There is more. You go, I, I've already been, so I don't, I don't want to spend the money on this. I've got other things that I'm saving up for, or, or my parents aren't. aren't. No, no. There is more, and that more is worth the investment of that money to be able to experience it. And if you don't have that money, hey, we have scholarships. We don't want money to be a reason why you don't get to experience the more that God has for you in your life. Like Pastor Brittany was saying, maybe you go, oh, my friends won't be there. No, there's more. There's more friends to be made there. There's maybe even better friends to be made there. Maybe you're going, ah, it's a middle school, high school event. Middle schoolers just kind of like, they, 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 they're just kind of annoy me. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to spend my time with them. I just want to remind you all, you were all middle schoolers at one point, okay? 
And you know who came to the same events as you? The high schoolers. And they dealt with your shenanigans as a middle schooler, okay? There is a legacy to be had where you, as the high schoolers, bring up those young people. You show them how to worship. You show them what a passionate pursuit of God is. Yeah, they're a little bit annoying during a playtime, but in those messages, in those service times, we're counting on you to show them because you know who they're looking to to know how to behave or looking to to know what they should be doing in that moment? You. Each and every one of you, that's who they're looking to. So raise them up because you know what? Sooner or later, they're not going to be middle schoolers anymore. And they're going to be high schoolers. And we're going to need them to show example to the next generation of middle schoolers just like you did for them. Hosea 6.3 says, Oh, that we might know the Lord. This is one of my favorite verses. Let us press on to know him. He will respond to us as surely as the arrival of dawn or the coming of rains in early spring. Press on. Press in. Press through. Press forward whatever difficulty, whatever obstacle there is to getting to this camp, because there is more. One event for me wasn't the aha moment that changed my life. I can't say one event did that for me, but I can, I can look back at every one of those events and say each one of those had a moment, had a thing, had this, this change that changed the trajectory of my life. Had I not gone to each and every one of those things, would I be standing here before you guys today? I don't know. But each one of those was vital to my walk with God. Each one of those moments in each one of those events was vital in changing who I was to be the person that God wanted me to be. Each time you enter his presence, learn some new truth, worship him in a powerful way, it's a small change in who you are, but that small change in who you are in that moment is a huge change in who you will become in the future. The trajectory of your life changes, even just with those small moments that happen at these events. Guys, there's no staying level in, in life when it comes to relationship with God. It's just kind of a reality. It's so hard to just live life just straight, where you don't go up and you don't go down. And most often, when we're not passionately pursuing God, when we're not really in it, you know, and, we're, and the world gets to us, the world and, and the enemy and the devil is constantly trying to get your relation, get you further and further away from God. So it's easy for us to kind of live in a downward slope. And let's say you chose not to go to camp. Well, each person, the person who goes to camp and the person who doesn't go to camp, they're probably going to like have a kind of a little bit of a drop off. But the person who didn't go to camp is starting from nothing, from a low level and already dropping off. So what does that look like for this summer? Let's play it out. I don't go to camp, so I stay home. And I don't have that, that spiritual high in that moment. Well, okay, now all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I didn't go to camp, so I'm, but I'm starting that downward trend. Well, now it looks like I'm just doing, living life for my own going too far with a girlfriend, I, I'm, I'm not coming to 4640, not making that a priority, I'm not really having any, any quiet times or reading my Bible, I'm, I'm not really in, into worship or any of those things, and it soon so quickly turn into a very, very rough spot for you in your relationship with God. But if you came to camp, and yeah, it, it's not realistic to maintain that what you had at camp because you're not at camp anymore, but you're still starting from a place of 
man, I love God. Man, I'm not alone. Uh, I'm not alone. Man, he's healed me from things. And yeah, you're going to go, I, I, I want his word. I want to worship it. And maybe by the end of the summer, you're going like, uh, you know, I've watched a little bit more Netflix than, than I did at the beginning of the summer. And I've read a little less Bible. But still, you're on an upward slope. And that's what we want for each and every one of you guys. Life will hit you and try and drag you down. So you need all the help we need, all the help we can get to stay up close to God. So do us a favor, go to camp. If you need a scholarship, talk to one of us. We would love to help you financially get to camp. If you feel like God wants you there, we want you there, absolutely. Sign up, talk to your parents. If they have plans, ask them if they can change their plans so that you can come because it is such a big deal to make sure that you have those moments with God on a regular basis. Let's pray. God, we love you so much. Thank you that we get to do these events, God, that, that we have these events where we get to draw closer to you in a powerful and mighty way, God. And, and we just pray that you would, I, I pray, God, right now, that you would draw hearts in this room to come to camp, God, that, that you would be specifically speaking to people in this room who they don't think it's for them. It's, it's for them, God. It, you have something for each person in this room. You have an, a, a miracle, a healing, a breakthrough for them at that if they just give it to you, God, and go to camp. God, we just pray, Lord, you would be with us, walk with us, protect us this week. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.